Hey guys, uh, welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. I'm Jared Jessalitis. The Hammer High School Sports Podcast brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978. So big week this week because uh, sectionals finally kick off on Friday. Only two of our five area teams, though, are participating. Uh, that would be West Lafayette and uh, Central Catholic because the other three Harrison McCutcheon, who are in the same one, and then uh, Jeff. They are all in four-team sectionals, uh, while uh, the West Lafayette Red Devils and the CC Knights are in eight-team sectionals. So uh, we've got some different scenarios to play with this week, so we'll talk to all five of those coaches. Plus, Joe Hernandez is the new athletic director for the Jeff Broncos. I have a conversation uh, with him that uh, you'll want to definitely check out. But let's go ahead and figure out what some of these coaches are doing this week. Let's start with... Uh, uh, first off, let's go to uh, Terry Peoples on the west side, the Harrison Raiders, because they have themselves a heck of a win. They go out to Marion, and they pull that one off. They end up finishing second in the NCC as well. It's just been a tremendous year for the Harrison Raiders, Coach. Kind of go, uh, go back and uh, that game against Marion on the road. Kind of give me a taste of how that thing unfolded. Well, we knew it was going to be difficult. Obviously, they're ranked number four in the state. Uh, their only loss was... Lawrence North, who plays in the best conference in the state, and uh, you know we knew they were going to be fast. Uh, we, we had played them last year, and it was a, it was a fourteen to eleven game last year. So I don't think we were expecting a forty nine forty two, but uh, you know just the amount of speed that they put on the field is it's it's really unlike anybody else. They're they're not real big, uh, you know. They they have two running backs that are both five foot seven. And the, and the quarterback's about six foot and, 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 you know, a little slender. But the three of them combined, I mean, I don't know if anybody in the state of Indiana has a backfield as fast as those three. Um, I mean, it was th- – their best plays were, were plays where they actually screwed up. You know, if they had a bad snap to the quarterback or, you know, if, if we were about to block a punt, you know, they pulled it down and would run for 40 yards. Uh, they were just unbelievable at making plays out of nothing. Um, so it was tough running around trying to corral them all day. Uh, luckily, you know, towards the end of the game, I think our strength and conditioning uh, kind of wore them out a little bit, and we were able to uh, get some big stops in the fourth quarter that allowed us to uh, take the lead with a little under four minutes left to go in the game, and, and, and we were able to hold on just just by uh, turning around, giving it to Omarion, and just letting him kind of plow through everybody. So it, it was a great game. Uh, you know, offense played great. Uh, defense played as well as they could, just being outmatched a little bit speed-wise. Um, but it was, it, you know, in, in, in six years of coaching here in, at Harrison, uh, it, it was one of the best games that, that we've had, if not the best game that we've had. Well, it's uh, definitely a good time to be having the best games that uh, you've been playing. When you take a look at the way this team has developed over the uh, course of this year, uh, any kind of anybody you want to shout out uh, individually? There's like a unit that you think that really just been light uh, just night and day from when you guys got started at the beginning of August all the way up to this point? Well, I think it's got to be our offensive line. Uh, you know, we, we set the school rushing record for a single game uh, last Friday night. And Omarion's great, and, and Stevie Coffing and Marcel are really, really good. Um, but, but, but they had some they had some room to run. And, they, and honestly, our guys have had room to run uh, for the most part of the year. Um, you know, even in the two games we lost uh, to Jeff and, and to Westfield, uh, you know, we still put up 35 points, you know, in one of those games and in 28 in another one of those games. So 
we, we've been able to move the ball, and, and it's a bunch of guys that aren't very big. You know, our, our, our biggest starting O-lineman is Connor Munn at 245. Uh, Anthony Hill plays a little bit both ways. He's a little bit bigger. He's about 270 pounds, so it's nice to get him in there a little bit. But, our, you know, our two, our two tackles are 220 pounds, and we're playing against some pretty big guys, and, you know, we, I think we're averaging, you know, close to 250 yards a game rushing, and, and we've only given up three sacks all year. So it's uh, – they've been unbelievable. Uh, Tony Martin, our O-line coach, has done a great job with them. But if there's one unit that really needs to get a, a shout-out at this point, I, I would say it's our offensive line. When I take a look at your guys' schedule and, and how it's prepared you guys uh, for your upcoming sectional matchup, I feel like you got a lot of variety in here. I mean, you definitely got the, what the top, you're in the top five. You're the second in the uh, NCC at the end of the year here. But I mean, uh, out of those other four teams, you played all of them. Uh, you liked the matchup, uh, what you took down to uh, Westfield to get you guys better. Uh, Culver's no slouch uh, either there. Do you, uh, when you look back at that schedule, and, and I mean, look at Tech too. I mean, Tech really brought something too with uh, some great athletes. I, I feel like this, it, this was a great schedule for you guys this year to really get you guys prepared for what you guys are going to encounter into the state tournament. A lot of variety and a lot of toughness in a lot of these games. you agree? Oh, without question. You know, we, we played uh, three 6A opponents, um, and, and we played, I think, three 4A opponents. Other than that, it, it was 5A schools. So, you know, it, it's right about where we should be. You know, we played a couple teams bigger. Uh, the teams we played that were a little smaller uh, were Culver, who was really, really good. And obviously, you know, they, they have the, you know, Depends on who, where you look, but you know the second or third uh, top recruit in the state of Indiana on their team. Uh, so, you know, Logansport was struggling a little bit, but but Culver Culver Academy was, was really really good. And then obviously Marion being a 4A school, they're just I, I'm telling you that if if the weather's good throughout the tournament, uh, people are going to have a hard time slowing those guys down. Um, you know, the one thing that could be their Achilles heel a little bit, I, I, I think they they do make some mistakes with, with some of their ball handling. So uh, if it's a little wet, I, I, I think, you know, teams might be able to do something with them. But, you know, if it's a dry track, they're scary, let me tell you. I am interested on your thoughts because you guys have uh, fall break, or you guys had fall break your Friday into Monday. Now you have this bye week. So how do you attack that as a coach? Do you try to keep everything as much as business as usual for your squad? Are you looking for some places to get some extra rest in? Do you throttle it down? Do you, uh, what is the philosophy here with the, uh, with the bye week and, and coming out of break for you? Well, we've handled it. Every, each year we've handled it a little bit different. Uh, you know, you just kind of have to see where you are with your team, you know, at the end of the year. I think where we are right now, uh, I'm really happy with where we're at effort-wise. The kids have been just absolutely great to coach. Uh, they played extremely hard and, and played one of their hardest games this past Friday. So this week we're really going to taper back. Uh, you know, we never practice full pads. We're always in shorts, um, in, in, in shoulder pads and helmets. But we're, this week we're not even going to wear the shoulder pads. We're going to have a non-contact week, uh, try and get some of our guys that are a little bumped and bruised back to 100% healthy. And then come next Monday – uh, we, we will pick it back up as usual, just like any other game week. But you know, we this after the game on Friday, we gave them Saturday off, Sunday off, Monday off. Uh, we are going to go today, tomorrow, and Thursday, and then we're going to give them another uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So they, they're going to get six days off in 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 nine days. So hopefully that lets them uh, heal up a little bit, um, and we can pick right back up where we left off uh, next Monday. 
I don't think anybody's having more fun this season than the Harrison Raiders, and I really mean that. I mean, it's just it's amazing to watch this team play. Uh, I love talking to you every week, Coach, because I, I can hear it in your voice, uh, and uh, I just tell just how much uh, this team seems to just be having fun as the season's gone on. The success is following it, and I, I just I, I can't wait to see exactly what this team can do in the state tournament. I, I really think there's some big things ahead for Harrison football coach Terry Peebles uh, with us here. Terry, hey, I always appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the rest of uh, the bye week here, so to speak. I hope you guys are nice and healthy for next week. And uh, I can't wait to start talking uh, sexuals with you guys uh, next week. Sounds great. We'll, we'll see you then. I think it's interesting. We've got three different coaches going to try to attack, I think, this thing uh, three different ways with the uh, bye week. So uh, interesting to get Terry Peebles' perspective. So uh, I did not get to take any high school football in on Friday night. I, I was out of town. But when I got the text that West Lafayette had lost to Lewis Cass, I, I was a little bit shocked. I mean, I know they got off to a rough start uh, in their matchup earlier on in the month, but I thought that was the wake-up call. They shouldn't have an issue. But then I see the final score. My immediate thought was, uh, Coach, that I thought maybe somebody had gotten hurt, something bad had happened. Uh, so I-, I wasn't around. I didn't get to hear too much about it. So can you kind of tell me what happened uh, against Lewis Cass last week? Yeah, Lewis Cass is a really good football team. Um, you know, we were able to to kind of get on them the, the first time we played them over there, and, and it kind of got out of hand quick. Um, Give a ton of credit to Lewis Cass's players and coaching staff. They're they're a well coached team, and um, you know ultimately I, I think it's the head coach's job to get a team ready to play. And, and I didn't do my job on Friday night, and our team wasn't ready to play, and and we came out on uh, the losing end of the game. Um, however, I think going forward um, we learned a lot of things just from Friday night and then from watching film that are really going to help us in the postseason. So, you know, you never want to say a loss is a good thing, but I think this opened a a lot of people's eyes to um, some various things that were probably going wrong on the field uh, that can sometimes be covered up when you win games by by large margins. So um, we're looking at the positive, and and in Indiana, that didn't do anything to us. Uh, We we still have the same random draw. Mm -hmm. It didn't do anything to a seed or – lose us a home game or anything like that. So we're we're zero and zero and, and our goal uh at the end of Friday night is to be one and oh. Do you feel like that your team at, at, at this point in the season maybe got a little uh, do you feel like maybe they were looking forward, maybe got a little bit too complacent? Did you feel like you just didn't have a good week of practice maybe? Uh any of those things apply to the Red Devils going into that game against Cass? Yeah, I I just felt like Friday night we didn't execute. Um you know, for whatever reason, uh, we kind of saw some things that, that we hadn't seen, um, you know, from our guys, you know, maybe all season, kind of reverting back to the summer things that, you know, you get corrected and learn from, um, which is, it's disappointing to take a step backward. Uh, now, however, um, you know, our special teams, I thought, were outstanding Friday night, maybe the best special teams game we've played. Um, I thought the defense at, at, at times looked really good, and then at times, um, you know, kind of got exposed. So, uh, just have to be more consistent there. And the offense, uh, you know, whenever you're in a game against a, a good quality team, you have to win the turnover battle. And mm-hmm. we were minus three on Friday night. Um, that was the our, our offense giving it away three times. And, you know, that, that'll that kill you. That's tough to win. Tough to win a tough game um, when you're turning the ball over like that. So a lot of corrections we have to make, um, but we're not uh, the sky is definitely not falling here, and we're we're excited to get started in the playoffs. Well, it's uh, definitely better to be doing this uh, last week than it is this week. You guys take on the uh, Hamilton Knights team that you guys have already beaten back in September, fifty-six to seven. Uh, you know, talked about trying to beat a team uh, twice in a season. That's never early. So, uh, from when you saw Hamilton Heights last, uh, and now I'm sure you're looking at uh, some more recent film on them. Uh, where have you seen the improvements in their play? 
Well, they, they've got uh, – it's a new team that we're going to we're gonna play. They're playing with a lot more confidence. Um, they have, I think, six new starters on offense, three new starters on defense. Um, it looks like they've went a little younger um, in their lineup. Not sure if certain people are injured or what, but they, they've got a lot of new guys playing, and it looks like they're they're kind of playing fast and playing free on film. Um, you know, I think when we played them week three, they were on their heels a little bit. Um, this it doesn't look that way anymore. Um, and we told our guys, uh, you know, they they're going to see the writing on the wall. You know, we beat Lewis Cass in the regular season, and then we and then we lose to him in the playoff game or the conference game, and, you know, Hamilton Heights is going to say, why not us? We, we lost to him in the first game, but we could beat him. So they're going to come in with some confidence, and, and we've got to be ready to go. You guys are going into a loaded sectional 28 here with, uh, what, uh, I think only two teams, I think, are sub-500. You're talking about four of the uh, top uh, eight teams here in 3A are, are locked into your sectional. Uh, have you guys discussed that uh, as a team, just the fact that it's uh, – I mean, this is going to be such a gauntlet. If you're not focused, uh, you will uh, you'll be bounced out really quick. Yeah, we're the ultimate uh, one step at a time. Uh, you know, you'll get that answer from me every single time. Uh, you know, back in May when the sectional came out, we saw the, all the quality teams. That's before you even know how they're going to do. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, you, you know, you know right away that that's a tough sectional. Um, but it, you know, depending on how the draw comes out and and how it came out, you know, it, it could be. Very, very difficult. Uh, some teams have it easier than others. It's just the way Indiana high school football is, and and I think it's a good thing. I think it's uh, fair for everyone. And you know, however uh, those ping pong balls fall on that Sunday, that's what you have to go do. And and there's no change in anything. So we see that what the task is ahead of us, and and we know we've got to beat Hamilton Heights on Friday night to have a chance to move on. Shane Fry, West Side Red Devils, taking on Hamilton Heights this week on the road for their. First sectional game in sectional 28. Coach, uh, best of luck with the rest of the week, and uh, go get them out there on Friday night. Hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate you having me on. Very interesting situation, I think, that uh, Westside finds themselves, and that's a that's a grab-you-by-the-ears kind of loss right there, and I think it's a big attention-getter. Uh, they'll go out, and uh, I fully expect them to win this first-round game against Hamilton Knights, and then you got to wonder how the rest of of that uh, sectional draws out there. I mean, you'd like to at least be able to play a home game, specifically the championship game. Uh, but uh, to be honest with you, I don't know how that's all going to play out. So it'd be very interesting keeping an eye out on West Lafayette sectional. All right, our, uh, our uh, podcast here brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978, selling all high school awards jackets. It's that time of the year. Come on, get cold. And spirit wear. Uh, you're going to need some warmer gear, so go pick it up. The Athlete also offers game balls, whether it's uh, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or volleyballs, all the official sizes for your game. The Athlete at 2424 Teal Road. Uh, I love using them for all of my hammer gear. Uh, they do a tremendous job, so pick up your spirit wear and more at The Athlete. Uh, I was uh, a little taken back a couple weeks ago when we heard the news that Doug Seagrave would be leaving his uh, new position as athletic director of the Jeff Broncos, but uh, the board didn't waste uh, uh, really too much time. Joe Hernandez from Ball State, a guy's been over there 30-plus years, will come over and be the new athletic director starting at the first week of November. Uh, my co-host on our morning show, Kyle Charters, and myself had a chance to uh, talk to him earlier on in the week, kind of get a sense of who he is, what he values, and what he's all about. Check out the conversation. Uh, excited to get to talk to the uh, brand-new athletic director over at Lafayette, Jeff. Joe Hernandez is on with us this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? 
Good morning, and thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. Doing great in Muncie. It's a beautiful, crisp morning. <laughs> 34 years at, at a position. Now you are going to make this transition over to, to, to high school. So uh, what what makes somebody that's uh, at a uh, athletic institution like Ball State for 34 years want to come over to Lafayette and uh, start to work with high school kids? Well, first and foremost, it had to be the right, op- right opportunity with the right people at the right place. I think that's what Lafayette Jeff is providing for me and my family, it's a great school, has the capability of winning, uh, good kids, good students, good academics, uh, good leadership. The principal there and the superintendent have done a fabulous job with building the program and obviously trying to replace Peyton Stovall is uh, certainly going to be a hard task, but like they say, you don't want to be the one that replaces the legend. You want to be the one that replaces the replacement. <laughs> of the so, uh, that little interim ad that they had for a little while uh certainly took care of that for me but uh 34 years it's a good run uh there's no question about it i enjoyed my experiences at ball state tremendously it's an opportunity for me to do the same thing work in athletics which i love to do at a different place uh certainly being able to run my own team is enticing to me and uh they've got the right people in place i didn't want to go to a one-man operation and uh, Paul there has done a great job in the assistant AD role and having some full-time help. And, again, you know, academics, obviously, high school kids, we want them to be able to do what they want to do when they get their diplomas, whether that's move on to college, move on to trade school, go out and get a job. Um, but winning's important if you work in athletics. And I told the board that, and I told everybody that I interviewed along the way that if Lafayette Jeff wasn't interested in winning, then it wasn't something I was interested in doing. And we work in sports, and there's scoreboards for a reason, and we want to win. So, we want to be competitive, and we want to put out good teams, but we want good kids with good characters and good academics. You've been uh, in athletics for a long time over there at Ball State. What kinds of things have you learned uh, at that level and sort of you know, watching other leaders around you that you feel like you then now bring to the athletic department at Purdue and feel like you can institute there? Well, I don't think there's any question that my experience is here. I've worked with eight athletic directors, uh, eight football coaches, and seven basketball coaches. So I've been able to see a lot of different leadership positions, do a lot of things a lot of different ways. So I think that's going to help me tremendously. Uh, The opportunity to mentor young coaches and to mentor young student-athletes is something I think that I have some strengths in. Uh, I've been a sport administrator here for a long time, and I've worked with almost every sport we've had along the way. Uh, So I think – being able to work with them and get them to where they want to be, whether it's a coach, uh, whether it's an assistant coach, whether it's a student athlete, you know, to help them along the way and get them to where they want to be in their lives. And um, certainly the experiences I've had, the contacts I've made uh, at the college level is going to help me along the way. It's, it's interesting when you talk to people uh, about high school jobs compared to college jobs. The same problems, uh, high school teams have the same problems that college teams have. Uh, you know, there's always – uh, goods and bads about different situations and it's it's uh, being a mid-major i think helps me a lot because at a mid-major you have to do a lot of things where at a power five school you don't have to necessarily do as many things as you do at the mid-major level so i think getting my hands dirty being able to be involved in the day-to-day activities of all our student athletes and coaches will be a big help for me once i get to lafayette jeff i think the uh, biggest challenge at both those levels, Kyle, is those rascal uh, play-by-play guys that come in and want to call those sports. That's the biggest problem. you got to get those ruffians out of there. We're talking with Joe Hernandez. He's the uh, brand-new athletic director over at uh, Lafayette, Jeff. And, uh, Joe, you're uh, you're coming in in the middle of the year. This has got to present a unique challenge, I would think, 
not only coming into almost at the halfway point of the school year, but I mean, it's there's no shortage of projects ongoing over there. Most notably, the pool uh, construction wise that had been going on over at Jeff. So, I mean, how, how do you start to prioritize things when you come in in the middle of a school year like this? There's no question the timing is not the best situation to come into on either end, uh, leaving my position or moving into the new position. Uh, one of the sports that I administer here at Ball State is soccer, and I wanted to wait to get them through their season, uh, which ends November 1st, and then I'll start at Jeff on November 4th. So I wanted to make sure we hired a first-year coach. I hired a first-year coach this summer, so to get him through that first year was important to me. They're having a fantastic year. We got a chance to win the conference and advance to the NCAA, so I wanted to make sure – I could see that through as long as I possibly could. At the same time, being fair to Lafayette Jeff and getting there as soon as I can because I know they've been out without somebody for a little while. So, again, Paul Leaf's done a fabulous job there in the interim and hoping to keep things straight. But the projects are what makes it exciting. Uh, when I met with uh, the principal, Mark, and the superintendent, those are projects that we want to keep going and make sure they don't stop. But in college, we have ongoing projects all the time. So it's just getting in there, getting my feet wet. Obviously, the first few weeks is going to be getting to know the people and the players in the game and figuring out how we can advance it to the next step and uh, making sure those projects don't lose any steam and that we keep going forward and getting everything done so we're ready to go next fall. What are some of the ways that you feel like an athletic director uh, in your role and, and what you want to do can you know directly influence wins and losses on the field? Well, what I told the committee is, and the same thing, the belief we've had at Ball State ever since I've been here, even through the change of ADs, is we want to be able to provide the coaches with the proper resources to be competitive. And whether that's financial, uh, spiritual, uh, advice, uh, anything we can do to help them get to the point where they feel like they can be competitive, that's what we want to do. And obviously some of that's going to be financial and getting them some of the things that they may not have or some of the things they think they may need. Uh, what kind of help they need, how we can help them on game day, how we can help them on game week, how we can help the student-athletes get better, uh, whether that's through strength and conditioning, whether that's through the sports nutrition, whether that's through sports psychology, mental health awareness. So a lot of those are hot buttons at the college level that I think are going into the high school level, and we've got to find the ways that we can get the kids better. Um, the one thing we found out here at Ball State is that the, if you ask any one of our coaches, they feel like the best way to get better quicker is in the weight room and through sports nutrition so we have concentrated a lot on that in the last two to three years and those are both areas that have reported to me at ball state so i think getting those areas stronger finding out how we can get better in those areas hopefully that translates into some wins and losses but just working with the coaches try to give them what they need to be competitive obviously it's not a bottomless budget so you got to figure out how to get teams better and how they can be more competitive in the conference and uh, you know, for football, for instance, they've had some great regular seasons at Lafayette Jeff the last few years and, you know, had some issues in the sectional and Carmel's been their nemesis. And can't use that excuse anymore. Carmel's gone now. So uh, <laughs> this is a good year to get Maryville and, and hopefully that works out for them. But it's, it's, it's just getting coaches what they need so they think they can be competitive and getting the student athletes what they need to be competitive. Have you had a chance to uh, talk to any of the coaches over there at uh, Jeff just yet? No, I have not. Uh, Paul Leaf is really the only one, and Mark Presser are the only ones I've really contacted with. The secretary there, uh, I've talked to a bunch. But I know some of the people there, and uh, obviously Peyton and I have talked about some of the people there, but I've not had a chance to meet any of the coaches. Uh, I'm coming to the Golden Bronco dinner next Tuesday, so I'll get a chance to meet a lot of them there. And then uh, once 
I get there November 4th, it's going to be, I'm not a big meetings guy, but it's going to be a lot of one-on-ones with them to figure out what they need and how I can help them. And, and obviously those seasons that are in season, kind of stay out of their way for a little while and get them going and let them finish, you know, finish up the fall season and get the winter season started. But then, uh, you know, sit down with them and figure out what we can do to get this thing going in the right direction. Uh, before we let you go, I'll ask the uh, most important question I think that I had today. Uh, we have a tremendous community of athletic directors uh, around here, but uh, when I got the press release and then I saw Ball State tweet out a uh, a, a, a thank you to you, uh, I'm noticing a very, very nice mustache, sir. Will you be our first mustached <laughs> AD in the area? Uh, will you commit to the mustache now? I am committed. I've had it since yes. I was in high school, and it's not going anywhere. So. <laughs> yes, there we go. All right, Joe Hernandez. He Jared is asking the important questions. The hard-hitting, yes, the hard-hitting important <laughs> questions that people need to know. Uh, Joe Hernandez, again, he gets started here at the uh, beginning of November. Very excited to add him to uh, our community. And uh, it was a pleasure to get to know you, sir. Can't wait to uh, start to have some run-ins with you over at Lafayette. Jeff, thank you so much for being up this morning with us. Great. Thank you, guys, and thanks for having me on. All right, take care. And a big thanks to Mr. Hernandez for being on. Speaking of the Jeff Broncos, they do have a bye week as well. Coach Pat Shanley uh, trying to prep his guys for uh, for that Maryville matchup. Uh, a lot of pressure, I feel like, right now on the Broncos. A lot of pressure. They may not feel like it, but uh, I don't know. You just kind of get... Kind of get that sense, right? This has got to be the year they finally break through and they win that sectional course. Right now, the big questions are are the health of several players, uh, namely uh, Maximus Grimes. So, Coach, uh, let's go back to the win over uh, Arsenal Tech from last week. Uh, I was unable to be here. I didn't get to see it. So tell me, uh, did Maximus get in and uh, how did he look? Yeah, we start out. Uh, Brady got the first two series and we planned on the third series that, that Maximus would uh, take over and we'd kind of just – you know, see how far back he was, and obviously he, he looked really, really good, and, and, and both quarterbacks executed at a really high level. So, um, you know, as the game went on, we just kind of decided we'd, we'd, we'd uh, roll with Maximus and, uh, and and get Brady some reps back at H-back, tight end, wide receiver, and um, kind of get back to, to who we've been all year. And, and uh, you tell you what, in the second half, we really put together two, uh, I guess, crisp and pretty sharp drives. And uh, so, so both those guys played at a really high level offensively, uh, second quarter, uh, we kind of stalled out on a few drives. But other than that, I thought our execution, for the most part, uh, was was where it needed to be in Week 9. Where do you feel like, we talk about where you're at Week 9, going all the way from uh, Week 1 to Week 9, how do you feel about the growth of your team? Is there some specific instances where you're just you know really proud of the, the leaps and bounds some guys have taken? Well, going into this season, uh, we graduated – four senior offensive linemen who were really consistent, played on, you know, the number one offense in school history. And, uh, you know, anytime, anytime you graduate four seniors up front, there, there's, you know, a little bit of anxiety. But we knew, we knew all offseason, and, and our offensive line coaches did a great job. Our strength coaches did a great job. And, and most importantly, our players, the guys that were in line to, to replace those guys, worked really, really hard, uh, not only in the weight room, but, you know, in the film room and, and, and uh, working on just developing the skill that it takes to, to have success playing offensive line here at Lafayette, Jeff, they, they've, they've been relentless at it. So, you know, those guys have, have really grown tremendously and, and uh, put together a really good year. And, and uh, you know, a lot of those guys are going to be back next year too. So we're excited not only about this postseason, but uh, what we return next year. And, you know, defensively, we've moved a lot of guys around. Um, we returned a lot of guys that were starters last year, but we, we've kind of 
tried to piece it together, uh, getting guys more where we feel um, we were going to be peaking week nine uh, on the back end and, and, and all that. So those guys, as the, as the year has gone on, have consistently gotten better and better and better. Now Tech Tech did some things to us defensively. Um, I guess that, that uh, you know, we've got to get cleaned up in a hurry because this Howard kid and this Glass kid from Maryville are absolutely legit. So, nonetheless, man, we're just we're proud of their effort. We're proud of the attitude. It's a fun group to coach day in and day out and uh, just fun to be around. So, you know, I, I think that's the, the number one thing I'm most proud of is just how, how committed these guys have been to getting better and, and just how much fun it is at the practice field and the locker room with this group. Coach, uh, you guys get this bye week because it's a four-team sectional, so – uh, if, if it was me and, and being a former uh, teenager at uh, one point in my life, I understand uh, the importance of that repetition, that uh, that scheduling. You guys got the uh, off week two with the school. So, um, what's been the plan for you with the uh, with the bye week? How have you guys been spending that time? Yeah, so like you said, you know we're on a bye week, but we're also on fall break. So it really kind of falls at a good time for us, uh, not not having fall break like last year and the year before. You know our our. our Fall break fell on the opening round of sectional. So, nonetheless, uh, you know what we've done the last few years, and we feel like it's worked pretty well. Is try to keep our guys in the same routine. Uh, so we're going to get them out of bed every morning, and, and get them in the weight room and get them working. Uh, we, we lift early in the morning during the school day. So, so we're trying to keep them in that same routine, and we'll get them back up here at three o'clock for practice and get them out at the same time. So, you know, that's the biggest thing. Just trying to keep them in a routine and, and making sure um, you know we're, we're hammering home. You know, doing the right things, getting the right amount of sleep, getting the right nutrition. Uh, anytime you're on break, you worry a little bit about those things. If they're uh, up till 2 a.m. playing Fortnite or 2K or whatever, you know, we, we want them getting some sleep. So trying to hammer that home. And I'll tell you what, I uh, gave a kid a ride home yesterday, and he just talked about how, how this group's different, how they're doing a great job of policing themselves. And, and uh, they've got a group text message thread going around amongst, you know, all the players on the team. And, and they're kind of reminding themselves of doing the right things. It's a hungry group, and, and they want to make sure we're doing things right. Well, you've been putting in uh, how many months of uh, work, and now is uh, this is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak, with sectionals, and you definitely don't want to do something to take yourself out of uh, out of that rhythm and out of that success formula sure. here just, what, like uh, a week away from uh, that first game. Uh, so it's great to hear that stuff, Coach. Glad to hear it sounds like everybody's getting healthy at the right time. Uh, enjoy that bye week. Uh, get some work done, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Get your prep uh, for Maryville. Sounds great, Jared. Once again, appreciate all you, man. Go Broncos. Man, what a year the CC Knights are having. Now, rough start. I mean, they had those uh, matchups, you know, like the uh, West Lafayette one. They didn't get out of the gates very solid, but uh, since the uh, middle of the schedule, they have been on an absolute tear. Uh, since that Rensselaer Central game, really, big turning point for them. They went out. They got a big win against Western last week. Coach, the one week I decide to go and take off, I leave everything to Kyle Charters, you go out and have one of your best games, I think, of the Brian Nay era. So how did it uh, How did it all unfold, Western. and how were you able to beat Western? Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, it's, it's always tough when you spot somebody 20 points, uh, especially, you know, that early in the second, um, in the second quarter. Um, you know, the boys bowed up and, uh, and kind of dug their heels in the ground. Um, you know, but being able to uh, being able to go, I think it was like 65 yards and 30 seconds right there uh, before halftime um, to to put another to put another score on the board. Uh, go in the halftime, 20 to 14, was a huge huge momentum uh, momentum shift for us. And that's just uh, you know our our, our boys uh, their their hands remain steady, and uh, you know Clark was able to to you know to kind of he was, he was able to lead a uh, 
you know, lead a, a, a quick strike drive. Like I said, it was 30 seconds, 65 yards. Uh, ended with a, with a touchdown pass to Kyle Lonkin in the back of the end zone. Uh, just huge, you know, a huge momentum swing. And then, uh, you know, we always meet up before we go in at halftime because that's kind of when I've got all my thoughts collected. I don't want to lose. I don't want to. I don't want to lose anything. So we we meet up, and especially when we're at home because we all go. We exit out the same gate. Mm-hmm. Let the let the other team exit first. But uh, but you can see it in their eyes that they uh, you know that 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 belief was there that that we were going to get the job done. Um, came out in the second half. And, you know, uh, Coach Gooden made some some huge adjustments. Um, Western's Western's r- rushing attack. Well, their 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 offensive attack in general is uh, is extremely overwhelming. They overwhelm you formationally, physically, um, and you know our our, our uh, you know one one of our biggest points of emphasis going into that week. I think if you remember uh, last week's talk, it was it was being able to match you know being able to match Western's physicality. Uh, and and they were able to do that um, for the rest of the night and and to, to 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 give up 20 in the first 15 minutes and then shut them out the rest of the night. I think that's a that's a huge uh, you know that, that that speaks volumes of, of Coach Gooden, our defensive coordinator, and, and and the rest of the defensive staff and and our defensive personnel for for just kind of staying the course, uh, making those making those subtle adjustments, and then and then getting the job done the rest of the night. So. You know, when, win for the night. we've been talking to you uh, all season long here. One of the things that uh, has come up is the fact that you guys have, I, you asked a lot of some underclassmen this year, especially some of these JV guys uh, in the second half of the season. Now, uh, we see a lot of this stuff with Purdue now with, uh, w- with the freshmen and what it takes to kind of develop them. But now, uh, are you seeing a big difference and they seem much more comfortable out there, the fact that they've got several games under their belt now? And do you feel like that's yeah. uh, that's part of the reason why you guys are having so much success here in the back half of the season? Without a doubt, and they they capped off uh, they capped off an eight and one season on Monday. They went over to Western and won forty six to twenty two. Um, so they, I mean, they, 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 that group does not run low on confidence. Believe me, um, and and when we plug them in, uh, Owen Munn got some Owen Munn got some snaps on Friday. Uh, Clark's helmet popped off. Benji Mazer, go, Benji Mazer goes into the game. Um, we're out on the one yard line and has to execute. You know, has to execute to to to, to Kai Schrader for uh, our last touchdown of the of the night, punching one in. Um, but just you know, steady hands. Uh, Aiden Schaefer was huge Friday again. Um, Zach Kerr, he's been he's been he's been there he's been there the whole year. We're we're extremely excited. And then with the JV season over. Um, and, and uh, you know we're it, we're we're back to being one team. You know, one there's there's only one game a week now, and, and those guys, the, the guys that uh, the guys that have progressed and developed, they're getting they're getting looks, they're getting legitimate looks uh, through the week in practice, and we're really not uh, we're not afraid to we're not afraid to plug those guys in, and that's that's a huge shout out to uh, Cody Christopher who who was a you know who's a uh, a CC. Um, a CC Knight receiver played at Wabash. He's our JV head coach, um, but but he got those guys. He he runs. A, you know, there's no. Uh, sometimes you get JV guys that get. You know, they they want to do. They want to get creative. They want to do their own things. And I'm all for that. But he stuck to. You know, he stuck to his guns and and uh, he runs our. They they run our system. They they run the same plays. I mean, he uses the Friday night play card on Mon- on the next Monday. Uh, same thing with Coach Bryfogle and Coach Seberg. They kind of they run our JV defense. 
Um, it's the same stuff. That, so they're going all year on the JV, on the JV and the things, doing the same exact things we're doing Friday. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of confidence when guys can step in and, and, and they, know what, they know what their role is and they know what the assignment is. And, you know, hats off to our JV staff, um, you know, for, 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 really, uh, for really kind of perpetuating that development and, and really uh, fast-tracking that development of our freshmen and sophomore players. So you got Clinton Central first round here of the sectionals, the uh, Bulldogs two and seven. Uh, what have you taken? A look, what are you seeing about them when you take a look at the film? Yeah, I mean that's a uh, that is a misleading that is a misleading record. And obviously, when you get to this point, you get to this point in the uh, in the game, and it's it's for us it's six you know one one week seasons. Right now, we're in the season of sectional quarterfinal, and there's no records because. You know, you if you uh, um, you know if you come out not ready to play, you're gonna you're gonna be turning in your equipment on Monday. So, uh, so that's a very misleading record. They've had the, they battled the, they battled the injury bug. Those kids play hard. They play fast and 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 and, and uh, play a physical brand of offense and defense. Extremely aggressive defensively. They really try to force the issue. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a, it's going to be a good challenge for us on Friday to to, to try to get right and, uh, and and kind of handle that aggressiveness and that pressure uh, offensively and then defensively. Um, they run they run downhill run game at you. Um, they're, 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 they can they have a, a tendency of being multiple offensively. Um, so just a, a, another another big test for the Knights on Friday. Coach Brian A. C.C. Knights looking to get out of uh, week one, play yet uh, another season, as they like to say, next week against uh, what it's either, I believe, and I had it, it was uh, Frontier or Clinton Prairie. So, Coach, hey, best of luck here on uh, Friday night. Yep, appreciate you guys. Go Knights. Last but not least, we go down to the south side where the McCutcheon Mavericks also have a bye week this week with their four-team sectional. Uh, They had themselves a nice big win over Anderson. They'll face Kokomo next week. Put up a, a big number, too, uh, 54 points. They beat Anderson. They finish 5-4 and four on the season. Uh, that's a lot of points, Coach. Uh, kind of run me through last week's game and uh, what your evaluation was of your team's performance. Well, I, I, I thought we played okay. We, like you say, scored 55 points. That, that's always, that's always a, a big number in high school football. Um, I, I thought our coverage was, was lacking at times. Um, and I didn't think we did a great job getting to the quarterback. I thought they did a nice job. Um, their splits were tight, and it was hard to uh, hard to get to him. But I, I, you know, overall, I mean, you know, they didn't rush football very well against us, and and uh, I mean, they were I think 16 for 41 on throwing. So uh, we did okay. We did okay. We we did what, you, what we needed to do on senior night. Coach, I, I'm looking, and when I go back and look at all the scores here, I, I find myself going, who is the real McCutcheon Mavericks? Because right. when you take a look at the wins, I mean. You guys are taking care of business in those games uh, against opponents in the NCC that do not have great records. Right. Uh, and those are the games you're supposed to be winning. And, and then the, the the really strong guys, like you know the West Lafayette and the Lafayette Jeffs, uh, the, the margin just swings the other way. No tight games for you guys really at all this season. Uh, what should I make of that, or what do you make of that? Well, I, I think what you said is right. I mean, we, we've won the games we're supposed to win. Um you know, I, you know, West Side games an anomaly because it was it was seventeen ten at halftime, um, and we go into that game knowing that we can't stop the quarterback. Um, you know, it, uh, you know, we we just knew that was an issue. So, you know, and then Jeff Jeff hit a burst on the second half, and and he really kind of put it to us, or second quarter I should say, um, 
and and Harrison, uh, we 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 didn't play well, and that that had a lot to do with them. So, yeah, we we we've won the games we're, we're supposed to win, and and now we've got to win the games that everybody thinks we're we're not supposed to win. So, uh, you know, it, it, we you know, we talk about improvement. You know, you score fifty five points on Friday night. That's fantastic. I think sometimes that has to do with attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, we're we're pretty confident playing Anderson. Pretty confident playing you know Muncie Central. You know, maybe we're not so confident playing Harrison right now. Uh, maybe we're not so confident playing Jeff right now. Um, and those are things that we've you know got to got to continue to improve on, I guess. Coach, uh, with the bye week here, because uh, you guys only have the four teams in the sectional, uh, what's your philosophy on that? Do you try to keep the routine as as normal as possible? Do you do you kind of back down a little bit? I mean, you've been through this for uh, quite a few years, so. What do you find works out best for the Mavericks? That's a great question. I mean, and I wish I knew an answer for you. We we tried something this year we've never done before. I mean, our, our bye week um, kind of fell on on fall break for us. On you know Friday was fall break, Monday was fall break. So we gave the kids um, after the game on Friday, we gave the kids Saturday, Sunday, and Monday off, which we've never done before. Uh, we'll go back for practice this week. We'll practice uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Um, we're not sure about bringing them in on Saturday yet. And then next week will be a normal week. So, uh, you know, with the schedule this year, the bye week kind of falls on a different. You know, last year, last year our bye week fell during our fall break. Uh-huh. Um, so we gave them. You know, we came in and conditioned on Friday and practiced late Monday night. So they had they had some time off. This year they've already had your time off. Um, so we've got to get going, get, get back to going here, and get a little bit. And um, so for us tonight uh, on a Tuesday, it's going to be a normal Monday practice. Tomorrow will be a normal Tuesday practice. Thursday will be a normal Wednesday practice, and then Friday we'll we'll, we'll practice out there again. So, uh, you know, I, I, you know, every coach in, in the state is probably a little different on this. Um, we felt like our kids were a little tired, so we gave them a couple of days off. You know, is that the right thing to do? I don't know. We'll find out. Um, you know, we talked by the staff, and I said, you know, it kind of scares me doing this, um, especially with this squad because they 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 seem to. I mean, like if we don't do something well, they regress immediately, and we got we got to go back to get. Then we got to work hard to get them back to where we think they need to be. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope it's the right thing to do. I mean, you know, the coaches think it is. The kids, the kids seem good today, and uh, we'll get back to work today and see how we do. Well, I mean, I can I can definitely see that side of it there too, because uh, I I would think as a young man, or at least when I was a young man, it seemed like that routine, getting them out of the routine, is never really the the, the best there. But if you feel like sometimes you just need to shake it all loose, flush it all out, yeah, and, right. and and get the rest there. Right. So uh, I mean I I would definitely think if that's if that's the way the coaching staff and you guys felt that uh, uh, that seems to be the right move to make. Yeah, we'll like I say we'll we'll uh, you know the kids the kids like I say really seem good at school today. Uh, um, the kind of nice thing is when you miss practice. I mean that's what the kids say when they come in today. Man, I, I miss practicing you know on on Monday, and that's a good sign. I mean when when they're missing things, I mean that's a good sign. If they come in and said, hey, I did uh, yesterday was fantastic. I mean then then I worried a little bit, but they. Um, and as coaches, we missed practice yesterday too. That just that just it's just an odd day. So uh-huh. we we hope what we did was right. Um, you know, we got two weeks to get them back to where we think we need to be, and then we're going to play a, a Kokomo team. Yeah, Kokomo team, we're going to try to beat for the uh, second time in a uh, season, which I can't think is uh, ever easy having to reface people like that. But hey, you guys got uh, plenty of prep time to figure out ways to make that happen. Coach Ken Frahiger with us on the Wings Etc. Hammerhead Hotline, Coach. I always appreciate the time. Thanks so much, and uh, enjoy your uh, pseudo-bye week here. Hey, thanks, sir. Appreciate it. That does it for another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast, brought to you by The Athlete, your specials in team equipment and uniform since 1978. Holidays are coming up. Some uh, new high school gear would look perfect 
underneath the tree. It's also my birthday on Christmas, too, so I'm just saying. You got to double up. So, like, I need I need a twofer. Go talk to Joe and the folks at The Athlete. They'll take great care of you. Uh, I want to thank all five of our coaches and Joe Hernandez for being on with us. Thank you for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to us on the 1017 The Hammer channels on Apple Podcasts as well as Spotify. See you next week.